This is the Fade You Podcast for Friday, October 16th. My name is Matthew James, joined as always by just our lovable idiots. Idiot number one, Kmart, he does nothing all day. Yeah. Uh, except just bet on the Lakers and Dodgers. What a miserable existence. Oh, yeah. And then Chris Duke, I don't even know what to say about this guy. He's been swimming in shit all day, but here he is to talk some football. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's get uh, wild and poopy with these NFL and NCAA lines this week. I already know the poopy Chris Duke entry. I already know it, and I didn't even have to talk to him about it. So we'll get to that in a little bit because there are some stinkers this week. We are joined today on the podcast by a really special guest, and we can't thank her enough for doing this. You can find her on Twitter at Kelly in Vegas. You can find her on Bleacher Report. You can find her on her podcast with John Murray from the Westgate, Kelly and Murray. She has her own proxy service there at proxy.kellyinvegas.com at KIV proxy service on Twitter. So for you guys that need a proxy for these contests next season, absolutely hit her up. Kelly, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. I already feel like I'm on the Locky Town podcast because it's like just a bunch of bros. And oh. I'm, I'm, I'm already like wincing when Chris talks about bodily fluids right out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> he has a certain quota he has to reach of mentioning poop and shit and uh, excrement. So that's our... That's because our... of how... But that's because those are his NFL picks or I guess I'm confused. Well, he smells bad too, so... Oh, I missed that when you guys were in Vegas. Okay, got it. Yeah, so so we met Kelly in Vegas signing up for the circuit contest this year, and uh, what a high point for your football season to, to meet our group. I, honestly, I, I laughed about it the other day. Uh, my boyfriend slash business partner was like, wait, you're doing our proxy customers podcast? Like, since when do you do, you know, just random people's podcasts? I'm like, no, no, they were fucking great. And he was like, what? <laughs> I go, I go, I felt really bad because it was like, 40 other people signing up at the same time but your group I just kept gravitating back towards because you guys are making me laugh in the moment of like complete and utter chaos I mean when there's when it's that busy uh you try to be nice to everybody but you guys were absolutely hilarious and and made my afternoon well that's nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we descend we descend into some pretty low levels of uh stupidity here on this show that like 10 people listen to so it's all good all right, let's talk. It'll some be NFL. fine. I, I, yeah. I'm sure that we'll see if uh, we get you guys some new listeners, and uh, maybe they're just coming on to fade you. <laughs> they might. You know, some we do have a couple guys that said that they like fade all our picks because we're called fade you, and it's like, oh, fade you got fade your dumbasses, and so Jimmy J. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. Um, I have some people like you guys do that are fun to fade. You have some things like that. But you have to remember when you're laying 11 to win 10, fading is really hard. So I would highly recommend being uh, cautious when fading these guys. Because if you're picking 50% and they're fading you, they're not making money either. Yeah. For listeners to the pod, first of all, for the new listeners, I apologize in advance. But remember, don't fade our picks. You fade Dennis's picks. Yes. Den. Kelly Dennis is on a just an incredible NFL faceplant run. Chris, what has he done the last couple Sundays? It wasn't two weeks ago, two and thirteen, and then last week was uh, I think like eight and fourteen. What's that like? Ten and twenty-seven. He so this past Sunday he started six and two in the morning games in the early window, and then he went two and twelve the rest of the day, and then the previous Sunday, yeah, he went three and twelve. So. This guy 
I mean, Chris, we might have new people. Do you guys want to guess which, which texts I got? I got the six, I got the six and two fade. So I went no. two and six and I missed the afternoon ones. No. That's how this, that's what I mean. You have to fade all, you can't cherry right. pick. I didn't mean to cherry pick. I just missed the text. Look, that's the whole point about, you got to be diligent. If you're going to yeah. fade, you got to fade it all. If you're going to bet with somebody, you got to bet it all. And Matt was under the impression, Kelly, that you have got our, fade Dennis to tweet the alerts because you liked one real quick so we thought like I sometimes don't just text it to you because I think oh she probably saw Matt's you know tweet about it so that's our bad but yeah obviously I'm sure you were on the opposite side of most of those I'm sure you were not on Niners and you were not on Cowboys laying nine with correct so it's like you were you were fading him (laughs) without knowing anyway that. you're right I was not on the Dolphins regardless I didn't take the Dolphins second half but I mean uh I'm only gonna say this because I know she's not gonna listen to your podcast well she might and if she is I'm really sorry but somehow I got suckered into going to one of my best friends baby showers on an NFL Sunday I have a no wedding rule I have a no anything <laughs> during football season rule but I felt really bad she's like look I'll put the game on TV you'll be fine and it was uh like uh, one o'clock and I was like, okay, I got to like check and figure out what I'm going to add to the bets that I already have in play. And all of a sudden I looked down, it was like one thirty, and I was like, son of a bitch. I missed <laughs> all of these. So you're right. I do get your alerts, but I was trying to be a nice human being and pretend that I really cared about being at this baby shower. Well, and Dennis <laughs> is a fucking idiot too, because he texts his plays two minutes before kickoff, Chris. Always. I know. I know. He's been better about it. Cause I've been, lacing into him but uh you know i mean you, you we all know we, we knew he was going to be on the seahawks sunday night we knew he'd be on the chargers monday night i mean it's just like you can kind of you know you know but it's nice because he will throw in a quarter and a first half and a team total so he'll like compound his shittiness <laughs> with all it's, it's it's wild it's like why not just play the side or the total <laughs> he he does play a lot of very weird things that i wouldn't normally play so i'm sure the the books here in vegas are going why the hell is kelly playing a team total under like she's never done that in the four years she's bet here uh needless to say i'm thankful for people like dennis oh, sometimes it's, just... it's you just need those extra winners to like get you over that like proverbial hump right yeah I'm, Absolutely. We track our plays and there's days where we're down, but we're way up overall because of Den. Like he, he really is our little treasure. Chris, for people who might be new listening, just really briefly speak to, because you've known this guy for years, you've been taking his action for years, the absolute scum that is Dennis's human existence. I mean, I, I can't. I believe that he keeps betting the way he does. Like he gets pissed. He'll text me and be like, well, those were shitty picks. And he'll fire back with a, a favorite and over again. It's like this guy. And he, he told me back in the day, he'd go to Tijuana to go bet. Like he'd like do whatever he could to get an action. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And so when I found out I could actually take his action, send him the screenshot, not submit. I hope this doesn't get me in trouble with the IRS, but I take his action and I just have ran with it. And he well, is, you know, those nine people that used to listen to the podcast. Now they're 109 and they're yeah. going to show up at your door. Congratulations. <laughs> there's a reason why there's an edit button. And uh, let's hope Matt does that for you. I don't know. I might let him squirm, but Kelly, like Chris talks about all the time. Like you got to, it, it's hard enough to hit 52.4% or whatever it is to be profitable. So sometimes you need these mushes. You need these fades like you live in Vegas, you've got guys, people that are just so terrible. You get their bets. You're like, okay, I'm not going to be on that. 
No, it's like my friends from Kansas. Those are the kind of guys I love that text me like, you got, you got to love the Packers this week minus three, right, Kelly? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? You love this, like the, the typical short road favorite. Of course you do. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. Those same guys had the Rams last week. Those same guys had the Cardinals last week, and they were feeling really great after their morning plays. So great that they thought that they were going to lay it with the Seahawks and lay it with the Cowboys. It is what it is, and it, and it all comes back around. I mean, that, that 10% vig is very hard to overcome, but you're right. When – Sometimes you're having a hard time picking winners, which we've seen this year um, during NFL. I've had some really rough streaks, particularly week two. Those kind of guys come in clutch for you because they make you feel just a little bit better because it sounds weird, but like to get a nice, like solid week under your belt, like I had this last week, you go into this week, just like, hell yes, this is so easy. I got this bang back a little bit from the previous weeks and you're not as apprehensive. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, we wanted to touch on that. Actually, that's funny. We were talking about that. Like we had a pretty rough little start, right? Week one, two, three. And I think a lot of sharks did because a lot of the overs, a lot of the favorites were covering. And, um, you know, we were going to go into that and say like, isn't it amazing? Like we had a great week last week and this, isn't this the time we've seen the last couple of seasons where these, these squares like Dan, just, they are like, Oh my God, I'm so hot. I'm doing so great. Here comes week five, week six, week seven. And it's just, that's when everyone just gives it back and that's when we have to stay sharp and know, Hey, this is not going to be this way. These double digit faves aren't going to cover all year, especially in the national football league. So um, yeah, it's amazing. Like you said, and you just keep, keep steady and and stay there and and you're going to be successful. So I've uh, put my plays into a spreadsheet for the last, what year is it? 2020, let's call it seven years. I have my NFL going back and historically October is my best month. Um, and that I think is because the bookmakers are just hitting their stride. I'm hitting my stride. You're right. There's a lot of what I would call trap games on the board. There's a lot of, um, now is this team that we've power rated X, Y, and Z. Now, what do they have to prove? And that would be this week would be the Packers. This week would be, um, let's see what happens with the dolphins. Now the dolphins are nine and a half point favorites to the jets who I'm sorry, I'm not rushing to the window to back the jets, but is this Dolphins team? Do I need to adjust on them? You know, and I think that that's this week six, seven, eight, we get to see a lot of truths about who these teams are. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, we've seen them be vulnerable a couple of times this year. We'll see if the Bills defense can stop the run. Uh, there's going to be a lot of um, what ifs answered. And we did see last week, as you mentioned, the totals went, I think, seven and six towards the over. So we're starting to see that start to really flatten out. And we're seeing a lot of interestingly low totals uh, this week. And I'm going, I don't know if I have the balls to bet the under, but the, the bookmakers know something about these couple of games that are in the low 40s. So we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, you guys were talking about uh, some of the teaser opportunities because of the low totals. I think it's that Giants football team game. And um, oh my God, what was the other one? The Carolina the Bears. game? Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah, I think football team, the Bears are going to be great teaser plays this week. Everybody is going to want to bet the Ravens in a teaser, and it concerns me. But it concerned me last week with the Cardinals and the Rams. I said, oh, my God, everybody's going to tease these two teams. What am I missing here? And they won easily, covered easily, and your teaser would have been zero sweat. So that's a, that's a game I'm staying away from. The Bucks look like a great teaser play. I know the total's a little high. Same thing with the Cowboys. Um, 
we'll see we'll see how it shapes up throughout throughout the rest of the week but as of right now those are my two favorites in a teaser and it is they are just uglier than ugly oh yeah well you're you're talking to the right guy there with chris so kmart let me get you in here for a second so speak to that idea of we're a few weeks into the season now we have some data that we can look at you and i are big on like what we're watching with our eyes and especially you you're less about the numbers and the action and you're more about like okay what am i seeing with my eyes like i know this niners defense because you and i we watch the niners all the time we've been watching them for years you know these guys don't have the personnel and that's why you were all over miami last week yeah i mean injuries personnel just kind of what we were talking about even before just strategic plays that you know they're gonna run um, you had Brian Allen in the backfield. Um, I saw reports this week that Akella Weatherspoon just refused to start, go into the game, just left a bad matchup in there uh, with Preston Williams. He just took it to Brian Allen all afternoon until I think it was a three-score game. So it's it's situations like that that I think Miami was going to run away with it. No, I thought the Niners would probably play a shitty game not as shitty as they played, but probably win on a last-second field goal or something like that. I'd never expected them to lose. But as Kelly said, even this week, I mean, for the Dolphins to be favored by nine now, I mean, that's – I think I said it on Tuesday's pod. That's – who the hell would lay that? I mean, I still don't know if I'll bet it, but, I mean, who – like, what what are we doing? That's that's an ugly line itself. But, um, yeah, to Kelly's point, um, you know, in these first couple weeks, you know, especially in the stupid COVID year, you're, you're really trying to, you know, see what things are doing differently from, from last year, kind of catch their identity to see really who they are and what they um, versus four, four, three, um, who excel. I mean, goal line defense is huge. Um, you know, who excels in the red zone in that, in that five yard in. So those are really, you know, scenarios that you have to look at, um, especially in, these lower um, against the spread picks that we have this week. So Kelly, who are you absolutely staying away from this week? Cause to, to kind of what you said earlier and then on a point Kyle just made, there's some teams that we still don't know. Like we've seen Pittsburgh play like a really weak schedule so far. And we've seen a couple other teams on the opposite end, like Houston, the first few weeks they played, the hardest schedule known to man. And then they look good against Jacksonville last week, but Jacksonville missed two field goals. So like, who do we not know enough about to, to really trust this week? And what game are you absolutely staying the fuck away from? You know, one game I'm not going to watch is football team giants. I'm not going to waste my time, even though I will have them in a teaser, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I had a, tr- a little trap list here. Um, I mentioned the dolphins. I'm going to just stay away from that game. Uh, I put the Dolphins in my survivor, one of my survivor legs. I have three legs left um, in a big money league with some of my buddies. And there's only, I think, 70 of us remaining. So I think I'm one of the only ones with three left. So I put the Dolphins in one leg, uh, the Ravens in another leg, and then uh, the Pats in the last leg. We'll see how that ends up panning out. I decided to save the Colts mainly because the Bengals got steamed. And it makes me a little nervous. Plus, I think if I need them, I'll use Colts week 17. But – I'm not really staying away, like absolutely not from some of these games, but I think the Vikings looks rather trappy to me. 
You have this Falcons team that has been in complete disarray. Now they fire Dan Quinn, finally, about a year and a half too late, or depending on who you are, maybe two years too late. You should have fired him after the Super Bowl. Uh, but all that stuff aside, it looks very scary. And you have this Vikings team that, by all means, should have beat the Seahawks. I do think that they going for it um, on fourth and short was the right move. You, you play to win the game. You don't kick the field goal and try to go to overtime against Russell Wilson. Either way, it didn't matter to us because they covered. I do understand where some people had the money line. They wanted to make it the outright win with the field goal. That makes sense. I get that, but that still wasn't the right football play. But I do have my concerns with the Vikings coming back home. Now the Falcons maybe just maybe have a, a little bit of uh, – Good feeling now that their head coach is gone. And it, it look, I don't trust Matt Ryan whatsoever. Julio Jones isn't healthy. Kelly, where do you fall on the new coach narrative? Because we heard this all last week with Houston firing their coach. And I just feel like I hear a lot of noise from these guys who are like, oh, yeah, you always want to bet on the team that just fired their coach. And I don't know, is that just something that people hear and that just becomes something that's commonly thrown out there is there actually something to that or is it kind of like situational where it kind of depends on who the new fucking coach is it, it really does but uh, look I mean we're talking Romeo Cornell how was right. I supposed to back Houston last week and did Houston deserve to cover that game there was a little dicey there the final score the box score was not exactly indi- indicative uh how the game was played now I didn't get to watch very much of it but when you actually kind of break it down Jacksonville shot themselves in the foot several times and Houston was able to capitalize I, I don't buy into this you should blindly ever bet a team because of anything right like my best bet this week and we'll get to it in a little bit is the Cowboys I'm not betting it because Dak is hurt in the injured player theory. I love the injured player theory. I think it makes a lot of sense that the team is going to rally around. They're going to get up because their best player was hurt. They want to get a win for him, whatever it is. But I'm not betting on the Cowboys based on that. That just gives me an extra little motivation to say, hmm, okay, I, I, I like the Cowboys here. I'm getting enough points. There's an overreaction in line coupled with all of these other things. And, oh, by the way, I think they'll play really tough for Dak. And that's kind of how I feel about this Falcons team. You mentioned Dak. We'll just do a quick moment of silence for Kelly's fantasy team. <laughs> Kmart, where do you fall with these narratives? Like, okay, because people are also going to say, oh my God, Minnesota, heartbreaking loss on the road in prime time. They're going to have an emotional letdown going home now playing this Falcons team who's going to rally because they fired their coach. Where do you stand with those kind of narratives that don't have a lot to do with the actual matchups and X's and O's? Uh, I think they spent high school playing video games and never saw a field or a court <laughs> or anything because when you lose a heartbreaker like that, you can't fucking wait to get back out there and break someone's arm. Done it. Like, you just, you just can't wait to get back out there. And to that point, I mean, that adrenaline you have, I mean, that's really a couple series. You know, by the first quarter – that, that that adrenaline's gone, so you have to find other ways, like what, what's motivating you to win the game. So then that's when those matchups can take can take flight. I mean, we see it all the time in college, NFL, where one team's dominant in the first quarter, uh, even going into the second, and then all of a sudden there's a flip because they don't keep that same intensity, uh, you know, whatever it was. So it can kind of go both ways, but I don't believe in those narratives. Um, you know, I agree with everything Kelly said prior to me uh, going on a rant here. 
Um, you know, I, I, I think Atlanta is the pick on the right side. Uh, I know Chris will probably bet it. I, I don't know if I have the sack for it, but I mean, to her point, we saw Houston do it last week, Jacksonville, you know, not a good team. So kind of expect them to miss field goals and shoot themselves in the foot in the red zone. I mean, that's, I mean, it's Jacksonville. Um, there's there this year's early season dolphins and now I guess jets just totally dysfunctional. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my take on it. Chris, I know you have an opinion on the Atlanta game. Cause I think you and I talked about it the other night. How strong is that opinion on that side? Cause you know, people are going to struggle to find reasons to back the Falcons here. And those are typically the ones that you want to bet on. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with Kelly, like she said, I mean, you could look at the injured player theory rally, or you could say, like she said, the overreaction theory, right? I mean, what was the look ahead minus three on the Cowboys now is Dak worth five, six points. I mean, probably not. I mean, uh, Cardinals are coming off a huge blowout win against the Jets. Oh my God, they look so good. The Jets suck. So, um, and the Cowboys look like shit against the Giants. So yeah, it's a huge, I mean, how many times are you going to get the Cowboys catching a couple points at home, um, against a young team? But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to, I just like the Falcons. I think there's just a ton of value there. I mean, over a field goal, I mean, how many tight games have we seen the Falcons? And the Falcons are that team. They're always in a damn close game. I mean, I hate betting on them because it's like, it's never an easy winner. You're never like, oh my God, the fucking Falcons are killing them. That's an easy win. No, they're up 20 against the Cowboys. And then you're like, holy shit, they're going to blow this game. So, but you always want to have a dog in that game because if they come back and lose by a field goal and you're getting the hook, now you're covering. So yeah, now, like Kelly said, it's up to four even. So um, I'm probably going to do it. I'm, I'm not afraid to go do, uh, you know, a bunch of laps in that uh, shitty line because I know I'll probably get a text Sunday morning and Dennis is dumbass will include in his round robin or parlay or whatever the hell he does to lose money. He'll probably include the Vikings. So let's go Falcons. No doubt. Kelly, something Chris just said, are there some teams that you just become more wary of betting because they always find fun, new creative ways to lose like Atlanta with the onside kick in week two, like Jesus Christ, the chargers, the Browns, like, are you ever less inclined to bet on those teams because of just their kind of pathetic history? So I had a do not bet list for a really long time. It was a lot of college teams and every once in a while an NFL team. And the team that kept being on it over and over and over again was the Phillip Rivers Chargers teams, whether <laughs> I bet on them or against them. It didn't matter. If I was like, you know what, I'm going to back Phillip Rivers today. I, they got obliterated. And if I bet against him, he threw three touchdown passes, had the you know, game MVP. I'm like, who are you? And why are you so terrible week to week? week like I just couldn't get a good read on that team this Chargers team though this year I've backed in several spots I, I, I'm really excited to see if maybe they can't be a little bit better I'm not in love with Anthony Lynn as head coach I think he has some moments that I'm going uh I don't really like that call versus like a coach Zimmer where I'm like yep coach Zimmer no matter what you do I got your back because I know that you make really good decisions and same with Belichick we're going to pause, take a super quick break, talk to you guys about Anchor, come back, talk, hit on a few more games. We got to get to Chris Duke's just poopy, spectacular entry because it's, oh man, it's disgusting this week. Okay, let's start with Chris's poopy entry. So Chris, here's the ones I think you are going to like because you're you and you just have no fear of wading into the absolute shit abyss. 
So let me know which ones I'm right on. You're going to have Jacksonville. Yeah. Go home dogs. They suck. Give yeah. You're going to have Washington. Oh, yeah. Two shitty teams. Take the points. Road division dogs. Let's go. Yeah, gonna- I do love the road division dogs. That, that's exactly where your head's at. I love that. Oh, that's, that's Chris's special. Yeah, I, every single time it's fucking annoying. You're Why? Gonna- <laughs> There's so money. I'm going to have Ralph Michaels pull it for us because, uh, you know, he's got that great database. And actually, the funny part is, is I have a login to that database, but it is so hard to run the algorithm. I'm just like, fuck this. Hey, Ralph, can you do this for me? <laughs> like, it is like so infuriating, but I'm going to find out for the last, like, let's just say five years, what NFL divisional road dogs have done just for me and Chris. No, Ralph is clutch. Cool. And it's funny you say that because we had like Jacksonville in all our entries last week and they fucking yeah uh, but you're right i mean that that is a really strong side typically. you have to remember this as a sports better you cannot trust me and this is very hard for me this is just i'm really good at giving other people advice not taking it similar to relationships uh but like in all seriousness you cannot take that one game sample size to heart if you're doing it over and over and over again and finding out that you're losing money, then of course adjust. But if you beat yourself over the head, like, God damn it, I took that one divisional dog. But the other, what was it? The other two ended up covering. The Giants covered for us. The Raiders, Raiders won outright. Yeah. Uh, was there one more? Or was that it? I think that might've been it. But either way, look, those are the type of things where, yes, it sucked. You picked the wrong divisional dog, but they were still over 65% for the weekend. Yeah. No, it's a great point. Absolutely. Chris, another one you're going to, you're going to be on Philly. Yeah. I'm not going to rush to the window and take that just because of how shitty they they've looked, but I mean, I'm not going to lay like Kelly, what Kelly said, she's going to go ahead and tease that down through the seven and the, and the three, she's not going to lay the seven and the hook either. So I don't even know if I'm going to do that. I think it's going to be a very popular teaser pick. Uh, Yanni the Greek gave it out on our bet on it show this week. And I was like, God, that just, those two, too obvious. Right. But like, look at the two obvious last week on Sunday and Monday, everybody I know was like, Kelly, don't you think I should just tease Seattle and new Orleans and sure shit, they got to cash a ticket. So, you know, sometimes those two obvious ones uh, seem like it. I don't know, man, the Eagles, Christ, they are, they're frustrating. And they almost came back and beat my best bet of the Steelers last week. 31-14. I'm at the baby shower, loving life. Time to drink mimosas. And I get a, t- a text after text after text from my buddy. He's going, what in the F are the Steelers doing? And I'm going, why is this happening to me? Why can't I be at home screaming at my television? Well, and does that make you second guess that Steelers defense going into this week? Because like the Eagles, they beat them up with Travis Fulgham, like whoever the fuck that is. So how do we feel? About it's this? not so much the Steelers defense that concerns me um, because I do think that the Browns and the Steelers are pretty much an even playing field in regards to defense. I think that it's offensively that I think that the Browns have a little bit of leg up here because you have Claypool last week who went off. So I think a lot of people are expecting the same thing and they're going to double team Juju. Uh, look, they've got to figure out something. If they want to match scores with the Browns, it's, they're going to have to figure out a different offensive game plan. This isn't going to be an Eagles team that, that shoots themselves in the foot repeatedly and you get to capitalize and get the cover. Yeah, they're at home. Yeah, there's going to be, what, 7,500 fans there. Whoop-de-doo. At that, that point in 
time to like the Browns. So I actually hope the Steelers defense doesn't come to play. Road division dog. Yeah. Kmart, let me throw you in here because early in the week you were leaning hard on Pittsburgh. I don't yeah. know if you still feel that same way at the number, but I, I mean, are you concerned by Pittsburgh's really weak strength of strength of schedule? Uh, no, not really. Four games in, kind of what I said earlier, just they're trying to get a sample size. It's kind of their preseason. They went four and zero, slightly worse um, worse schedule than than the Browns. I agree with Kelly. They're pretty evenly matched. I do, however, think Pittsburgh does have the better defensive unit. Uh, Browns seem to have a lot of holes. I know it was one game. Uh, Burrow was going down the field on them, but even in the comeback, numbers could be skewed. Deck, Deck, uh, you know, had numbers against them, and then they kind of got buried over more when they were down three scores. So it's kind of tough to really get a good picture on this Browns unit. So I might be overreacting, but when the line came out at three and a half, I, I mean, I'm, I, there's no way in hell I can see that totally being a field goal game, and I won't take an L on that shit. It, it always seems to be in the AFC North. Like, no matter how bad the Browns are, no matter how bad the Bengals are, it always seems to be a field goal game, at least in Pittsburgh. And obviously, that's just right. me paraphrasing, but you're right. It, it seems like, why wouldn't you want the hook? Or now, I think we may even see fours pop up again. I think the Steelers are going to be a really popular pick this week. Yeah, yeah, because, I, I mean, I even said to Matt when he sent over the circle lines, I said, you guys can convince me on the Browns now. Because, I mean, e- even to your point, Kelly, whatever year that was when the Browns went 0-16, they had a chance to win. And Callaway has the ball go through his hands on fourth down, and that was a good Pittsburgh team. And, I mean, just even in week 17 – Browns really have nothing to play for. Just get that first pick. Sure, they wanted to win, but Steelers, I think, were still battling for seeding. Just the way these games go. It's a weird one, too, because people have been cashing tickets on Cleveland the last few weeks, winning um, winning against the Colts. I think the Browns were a consensus pick in the contest, too. They went outright against Dallas, and so there's been a couple good weeks for the Browns, so it's hard to know, like, do you ever think about that, Kelly? Like, when is the right time to jump off a team if you've been cashing on them a couple times in a row? So this is where it gets difficult because you never want to leave – like, okay, let's use a gambling reference. When you're on a heater, right, <laughs> I never want to leave the table when I just won the last hand. I don't know why. There's something about that. It's like, no, 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 when you, like, lose one or two, that, nope, definitely time to walk away. But, like, because there's always that, well, I could win one more. Right. So you kind of have to play the look, have the books adjusted too much on this team. And what's the math say? Let's look at the power ratings. Let's look at the narratives, whatever it may be. That's really tough to say because you're right. I mean, look at the Seattle Seahawks. They had covered four in a row and nobody wanted to give that up. They wanted, oh, the Vikings suck. The Seattle Seahawks at home and they got brought back down to earth so much so that they almost lost the game. So I think it is important to, Really step back and take each week, week by week. In doing so, it keeps you from having biases. It keeps you from trying to buy into too much of this team is 4-0 or this team is, you know, 5-0, and whatever it is. I mean, Ralph and I talked about 0-5 teams on Bet On It this week. And since 1989, they're 62% against the spread. But guess what? Everybody's going to turn around and bet the Dolphins this week. 
because that's all they know is that the Jets haven't covered four games in a row, right? So it's, it's really difficult to say, like, when do you keep fading a team, you know? Uh, my buddy's like, oh, I'm just going to use Survivor, whoever plays the Jets. And I have a feeling the Jets are going to fuck around and win a game. And then what? <laughs> I think so, too. It, I told my other buddy this a couple weeks ago. Like, like, the Jets are really bad, but I, I think they're 3-13 and 13 bad. I don't think they're 1-15, 0-16 and 15, 0 and 16 bad. And you know there's going to be people running under the window to bet the Jets to go 0-16 because that's a fun bet. And you can fade them every week and root for them. But Well, I, I think we're forgetting something, too, and probably everybody else. What did the, how did the Jets finish last season? Really well. Yeah, like 6-2. and two. And they were supposed to have got better. And now they look like absolute shit. So, I mean, Matt, you're right. I mean, they will – fuck with some teams and, you know, get some wins. Uh, And they should, or at least some covers, right? Like eventually now there, what was it? Four or five years ago where the wise guys kept betting the Browns week after week after week and not the Patriots. They were fading the Patriots. I think the Patriots went like 12 and four against the spread and like the regular season or something insane. And it was the flip side for the Browns, right? That's the thing. You sometimes just have to say, okay, look, I've lost on this team three times in a row. Maybe I don't have a good grasp on them. Let it go. And I do think that you have to, again, take it game by game. But, man, uh, this is just such a unique year, too. And something that Kmart just said in regards to the Jets with Le'Veon Bell, look, when you have locker room drama – or turmoil. Look at what happened to the Steelers with him. Maybe that's what the Jets needed was Adam Gase to flex some muscle as dorky as he is. And that sounds to say, okay, fine. You want to leave? You can leave. We only want people here that want to be part of this organization and you get rid of the locker room cancer. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see. Again, I haven't gotten to the window on the Jets. I might not get to the window on the Jets, but I I had to help Chris out there with few data points i'll be i'm gonna go in my book right now and bet it i don't give a shit why it's gonna be 10 by sunday if not 10 no, and a half right. no you're right oh, oh wait i'm just kidding i'm just like i've been i can't i've tried all day at work i'm like trying to talk myself out i text matt he's probably like stop texting me you fuck i'm like dude this this dolphins team have been dogs every week Every week they were plus nine last week, and now they're flipped to minus nine. I want some stats. I don't know if your boy can look up that when a team has gone from that big of a double, almost double digit dog to a double digit fair. I guarantee it's like forty percent cover rate. Like there's no way you go from that big of a dog to that big of a fave in the National Football League, where most sharps, most everybody will tell you that there's the smallest bit of talent margin in all the professional sports because. I mean, we've all seen 14-point dogs win outright in this league. It happens almost every year, I think, and multiple times. So, I mean, I just, yeah. And, again, road division dog, the Jets are going to be hungry, like you said, something to prove. Miami coming in flying high. They're probably doing blow right now as we speak, thinking they're hot <laughs> shit, being the Niners. Not so fast. Give me the, the disgusting Jets. Yeah, even just that, I don't know what the number would be, but even just a touchdown or more dog to a touchdown or more favorite, like, like Chris said, that's gotta be actually, first of all, extremely rare. And secondly, it can't cover very often. Uh, we talked about teams that are, that haven't covered yet. Chris, I think the Packers have covered every week. Mm-hmm. And I know this is one Kelly that you guys on your, your podcast with John Murray, this is going to be a, a hugely bet game Packers and bucks. I mean, 
the public is going to probably, because the public likes to bet the Packers anyway, but the public also likes to bet Tom Brady. But the last thing they saw Tom Brady do was not know what down it was. So this seems like a great opportunity to buy low on the Bucks, which is kind of rare, actually. I would agree with a buy low. Now, look, I have – this is why sometimes I hate regular season win totals. Damn it. So I don't <laughs> want the Bucks to win. I have under uh, nine and a half wins with one friend, uh, a good friend who is a huge Tom Brady fan. The line was 10. And I go, I don't want to push. Give me 10 and a half. He, there was several drinks consumed, and he gave me 10 and a half. Uh, I don't think either one of them matters. I think at, at best they're going to win nine games. So I don't want them to win this game, but I'm pretty damn sure the Bucks are going to win this game. What do we remember last? Well, let's see. The Packers were on a bye week, and they played teams like the Vikings that we've already discussed that aren't really worthy of laying four points at home. And the good old Detroit Lions that blew that game and didn't even get the first half cover after they were up, you know, keeping stride with that team the whole first half. I'm not sold that this Packers team is great yet. I've gotten three, not one, not two, but three texts this week. Kelly, don't you think I should bat the Packers at 10 to one to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> Who have they played? <laughs> Look, I, I know that uh, Tom Brady back home off that ugly Thursday night loss. Look, he didn't know it was fourth down. That's going to be the narrative. He's got a linguine arm, all of these yeah. things. Uh, I, I think we see the second half Tom Brady that we saw play the Chargers and they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I'm going to be fascinated to see where that line closes. I, I would not be surprised if that's even Bucks minus one by the time that kicks off. I think, it, is it already down to pick? It's a plus one just now. Okay. Well, the Circa made it a pick, though, so they're probably anticipating it. They did. Yeah, they did make it a pick for contest. So, uh, let's see. That's a lot. That's most of the games. Um, Kmart, is there any other one you wanted to throw out that we haven't touched on yet? Niners. Yeah. Oh, man. It's the Niners is tough because it's prime time. The last time they were in prime time was two weeks ago. They lose outright to Philly. And now they're getting the hook. They were, I think the look ahead was Niners favored, right? Yeah, they were favored three and a half. Now they're getting three and a half. Yeah. I mean, the Rams have had a brutal schedule. So that's kind of my play on it. Uh, could be a letdown by them. Niners, kind of. It's kind of do or die for them at this point. You're you're not going to go two and four and come back and win the NFC West or even get get a wild card spot. It's it's you got to make your run now or you fucking lose every game and you get Trevor Lawrence. And even if they do, the, the Jets are going to beat them to Trevor Lawrence, which makes Probably. absolutely no sense. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, hopefully, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll shoot Sam Darnold a text and be like, bro, get me three wins, please. Bro, let's do this. Uh, all jokes aside, look, let's look at the look-ahead lines. I know I send those to you guys every week. Um, I get them from the Westgate. They're called a 12-day number, and that means that they come out 12 days before the games are even played. What was the look-ahead line on this game? Niners minus three to the Rams. And what do the Rams do? Oh, wait, they go – to the East Coast and beat up the football team. Give me a goddamn break. Now you want to lay three with them to the Niners. Hello, what is this again, Chris? A divisional underdog. Let's go. Yeah. I know they're not a divisional road underdog, but they're still – look, this is just a downright – We love home dogs, too. 
I, I don't I don't think Jimmy G is happy with his performance last week. I don't even know if Jimmy G is going to play. I don't know if Nick Mullins is really much more than a half point to a point drop off from how bad Jimmy G played last week. He's not 100% healthy. Um, and now he has the rumors swirling around that maybe he's not their guy after one. I think it drops to two and a half. I'll put the Niners in a teaser at that point. For sure. Chris, the Rams are tough because on one hand, you've had them go back and forth across coast like five or six times already this season. And then on the other hand, they've played, they've played Washington. They've played the Giants, who they barely covered. They didn't cover against, by the way. They've played the Eagles. So they've played the really shitty NFC East. So like, there's probably a chance. Like, I think we think the Rams are good, but I don't know if they're that good. They're probably a little overvalued, like Kelly said, after beating the shit out of Washington. And then what's the last thing we saw the Niners do is just absolutely fumble all over themselves against the Dolphins. So it, it seems like the perfect storm, especially in a primetime game. You know there's going to be a lot of people chasing. Oh, Dennis, give me the Rams. First quarter, first half, full. Seems like the perfect storm for the Niners in that one. Oh, yeah, they got to kill them, right? Yeah, Niners look like shit. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, that was – I was with my Niner – friends to watching that game and they were like telling me like let's live bet this plus 14 i think even came we mentioned in our group text i was like be careful like this might get ugly and nobody's going to want to run to the counter and bet the niners with how shitty they look um uh this week especially den my last one would be uh another i mean i can't believe how many there are this week road division dog coming up i mean you look at the the titans looked unbelievably great against the a very tough bills team on tuesday night Everyone, what did you just see? 42 points against the Bills team. We know that that wasn't the Bills. We could see how pissed their coach was at the, the mistakes they were making, fumbling and throwing picks. Everyone's going, oh, my God, the Titans. All they got to do is win by more than a field goal to these, these shitty Texans. Not so fast. Uh, I think that, uh, like we said, I mean, they're, they're rallying for, for Romeo, Coach Romeo, and uh, I think they'll play him tough. And, again, if you're getting the hook or four, take a shot with Watson. Great great t- uh, quarterback for them. Yeah, Kelly, H- Houston is another one of those teams, kind of like the Chargers, that you you like them as a dog. You don't want to really ever lay points with them as a favorite, but as a dog, that's, uh, that's pretty appetizing, especially as a road division dog, like Chris said. You know, those, those do get you. And, and now look again, we're not just blindly playing those. It's hey, look, here's the other things leading up to it. But there's just something about those uh, NFL division road dogs that you just can't help it, right? And I'm not on the Texans. I may end up – they are on my long list, um, and they are on my possible to play on the money line list versus the points. Uh, The Titans looked really, really, really good. I mean, I haven't had a game that easy. Right. Not not this year, I don't think. I don't think I've had a rocking chair game from start to finish where I was like, wow – I don't care about anything. This is just, I'm just loving life, right? Uh, maybe the over uh, in the Georgia State game, but uh, besides that, those are, those, you don't get those very often, right? So I, I think that that's what everybody's going to remember, especially because it was a Tuesday night game. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see three to one tickets on the Titans yep. and, uh, no, and everybody leaving the, the Texans for dead. For sure. You mentioned your long yeah. list. Any other ones? I mean, that's. I think we hit most of the slate. Any other ones that we didn't get to? Uh, you guys, we were just talking about the Bills and Le'Veon Bell. I Somebody tweeted me when Kmart was talking. I said, well, it sounds like he won't get a play. And he goes, then can you explain to me why the line is up to five? What? 
So I will uh, be on the lovely home dog Bills on Monday now at three and a three three and a half. I didn't love it. Five. You want to give me five with the Bills? Nobody got hurt. Nothing catastrophic happened other than they shut down their leg on Tuesday night, and that's the problem. This team cannot stop the run. I have been screaming it for weeks. They couldn't stop the run in the second half against the Rams. I gave out the Raiders the following week as my best bet, going they can't stop the run. Well, the Raiders couldn't establish the goddamn run, so that didn't work out too well. And what happened this week? Derrick Henry lawnmowered Josh Norman just flattened that dude. And I was like, wow, that is absolutely insane. Yeah, you got to put the Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah, stiff-armed into the apparel universe or something. Jesus, yeah, that was – and, you know, that's on every highlight reel. Um, all right. Good shit, you guys. Kelly, you – Yeah, do you uh, – Kelly's uh, NCAA – do a couple NCAA fucking ones. Well, yeah, and Kelly, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounded like you didn't have too many college likes. I don't. Likes. I, have, I have South Carolina and Pittsburgh, and that's all I've played so far. Nice. But we can talk about it. In both. Chris, you mentioned South Carolina on Sunday night as like kind of a WTF line. Bo, Bo Nick sucks. Yeah. He's not yeah. good. Gamecocks, a little baby, again, back to the in-conference, you know, division like they play each other, and uh, they're going to want to – play play tough i think i think kelly would agree with me one tomorrow that i'm looking at hard is why is Tulane only getting again that's why they call me the the shit master I just think that line why is it six and a half a ranked team Tulane got their ass kicked on you know, against houston everyone saw it they blew it why is this Tulane team only getting six and a half i for one will not bite that bait i'm not a catfish or a bass i'm a human so i will not be biting that bait I'm going too late tomorrow, baby. Um, at least for college. In previous years now, this year is a little difficult. But whenever you see a ranked team catching points, that always screams big trap to me. Um, I was on Tulsa. They got postponed. Um, I also liked LSU. They got postponed. I also wanted to play – Oklahoma State versus Baylor, and it got postponed. So this uh, South Carolina plus three is it. And then I actually got a text about Pittsburgh earlier. And I was checking them out. I was like, okay, do I like this Pittsburgh team or not? I was on them last week. I don't know if you guys remember, they ended up losing in overtime to Boston College because they missed a PAT. That should have never went to overtime. Um, They should have just lost outright before. That being said, I think they have a bounce back this week. I think they kind of got a come to Jesus moment last week that was like, hey, maybe we're not as good as we thought we are. And then there's the Miami team that just got pummeled by Clemson. I think everybody's going to rush to back Miami this week. I I lean towards Pittsburgh. Haven't got to the window um, just yet. And I also lean towards Mike Leach's boys uh, catching five and a half at home. I don't think – that the Bulldogs are as bad as they've looked the last couple of weeks. Obviously, everybody was super high on them after beating LSU. Now we know LSU, not so good either. They just lost to Missouri. Uh, but I do think that Texas A&M, after beating Florida, who everybody's basically saying Florida's uh, probably now the best team in the SEC because, well, that was prior. Old Miss took Alabama to the wire. southern part of the united states uh at any point in time i can take points against those narratives i'm going to 
I think Matt, did we give out? Did we say we loved Mississippi State? Was it six and a half? I didn't know that line. That line came down, Kelly, to five and a half. That did. It did come down to five and a half, and uh, it was one that John Murray and I talked about on the podcast on whether or not uh, he was going to put it on the card because it was a, a respected group that bet it, but it wasn't uh, the same group that we normally follow on the show. Yeah, Chris, that was one you mentioned earlier in the week, and we were going to kind of wait and see what that line did, and unfortunately it went the opposite way we wanted it to, but uh, it kind of shows you, you you were on the right call there. Yeah. I don't know if Kelly looked at this one either. I thought um, it's kind of aligns with our why the hell are the Dolphins laying nine. Kelly, did you see why on earth have you ever seen North Carolina ranked in the top five and laying double digits on the road at Florida State? I mean, doesn't That's... this have like – Seminoles upset just playing their hearts out all over it I don't know if this team has any heart that's my problem (laughs) um look this this Florida State team has been in disarray for years and uh I I don't I don't like betting against well-coached teams um really respect Mac Brown I really like this North Carolina team but yeah does this look just too easy to bet North Carolina sure does absolutely this North Carolina team is, has been impressive now that they're ranked in the top five. Sometimes you have to remember, too, to look and see who teams are playing next week. North Carolina is playing in-state rival NC State next week. Maybe they are just looking past this Florida State team. Those are like sandwich situational spots um, that I really like to look at. Again, it has to be coupled with a few other things, but that situation sometimes gets me to the window. You're right. Maybe I'll, I'll peek at Florida State. Maybe if Dennis plays – uh, North Carolina, maybe I'll, I'll, it'll get me, it'll get me to the window on the ugly Seminoles. You know, he will, Chris, you know, he will. Oh yeah. He's going to see that, that, that number five and he's going to be like, Oh, give me that low hanging fruit for Ben. (laughs) Kmar, any college that you have liked since we last spoke the other night? Uh, Kelly already hit it with Pittsburgh. That was Perfect. one I was looking at and was going to recommend. Um, nice. Honestly, probably really just focusing on NFL and getting us a 5-0 and and fun to play one or two college games. But other than that, I, I'm playing in a golf tournament Saturday and I don't really give two shits until the Pac-12 comes back. <laughs> nice. Which is soon, right? Two weeks? Yeah, Three weeks. November 7th. Two weeks. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm happy yeah. for you guys. Uh, too bad you can't go to the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'll save money and get to spend time with family. So it's a win-win, I guess. If we're all still standing after this godforsaken election, we'll get packed for oh, football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be your that'll be your gift. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Here you go. You guys get you guys get packed twelve football back. Congratulations. Uh, we're all still alive. Jeez, Kelly, us us four gonna do a uh, when we come out to Vegas. We want to play golf. Do a foursome. Huh? Let's go. Uh, I nice suck sport. so bad at golf, you guys, but I'm totally down. I like I like to uh, pick and choose my shots. I like to drop whenever I want, and I like to drink a lot of White Claws. So yes, <laughs> look, I have some I have some moments of greatness, but trying to put together a complete 18 holes is very hard for me. Like it's very frustrating. I'm a sore loser. So just just know that I'm I'm somewhat keeping score, but most of them should be snowmen. <laughs> a lot of eights. That's fun. Yeah, we'll bring the yeah, claws. Eight, yeah, eight, eights are really fun. Let me tell you, I love – God, I love getting an eight on a par three. <laughs> oh, we've all done it multiple times. 
All right. Well, Kelly, we can't thank you enough for doing this. Uh, you are a million, you're a Bleacher Report. You have your podcast, Kelly and Murray. You have the proxy service we'll talk about in a second, but you have like 10,000 jobs. So thank you so much for jumping on with us and talking some NFL, talking some college, talking some Dennis. <laughs> Good old Dennis. I can't wait to meet Dennis whenever I make a trip out to HB one of these days and uh, maybe I'll buy him a couple of beers for all of his fans. <laughs> Absolutely. And so anybody who's listening to it, if you're not in one of the football contests, use Kelly's proxy service next year. Kelly and Brett are amazing. Uh, this is our first year with them. So, um, I mean, Chris, Kmart, satisfied customers. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah su super easy communication, super easy to use their website. When you want a proxy for next season, they are proxy.kellyinvegas.com and then find them at on Twitter at KIV Proxy Service. There you yeah, go. They, Here's your and they and they hook you up too. They don't nickel and dime you, so that's that's the plus. They're good people that just you know build relationships as you see here. Mm -hmm. I'm all I'm all about the connections. I like uh, I like meeting people, and uh, it's been it's been crazy. I've actually met several of what I would call today some of my best friends for the proxy service. It's actually truly wild that that is how I met these men. Um, but we're in several group chats like I am with you guys. We like to have fun, talk a lot of trash. And, uh, and I always like to say, you know, when the, whatever they're against my best bets and just, you know, be a complete and utter monster in the group chat. <laughs> All right. Well, the for Kmart, for Chris Duke, this is Matthew James. We'll catch you guys next time. We'll get you guys some football leans and likes. Keep an eye out on the Twitter. We are at Fade You Sports. And we'll catch you guys next time. Mm -hmm.